Hey everyone, you're listening to Lifestyling. I'm Amanda. Today's going to be a little bit different because I've actually gotten a few DMs on my Instagram about questions. I haven't really had the opportunity to lay everything out in words and articulate my thoughts on these questions. So I figured I should just dedicate an episode every once in a while to filter through these questions and sort of share my experiences with all of these because some of these are pretty common questions and have even been repeated. So I will preface this by saying, again, I'm not a medical professional at all. You guys know this and all of these answers that I'm giving are based off of what has worked for me, what I've heard has worked for other people that I've known, or things that my medically trained and certified nutritionist and physical trainers have all taught me. So let's get into it. So I'm going to keep all the names anonymous. Anytime I get a DM of any kind, whether it's someone reaching out, letting me know that my information has worked for them, I keep anonymous if I repost. And so in the same way, For this episode, I'm going to keep all of these questions anonymous. This one I get a lot. There's a lot of moving elements to this question. This person asks, what form of cardio do you recommend? Slash, what form of cardio has worked best for me? So I've never really been a big runner. I don't really enjoy running too much. I feel like I get in my head and I can't enjoy it. And when I can't enjoy a workout, I don't think it really works. It's kind of just a short-term goal of me saying, okay, I have to run from point A to point B. I'm not really fixating on the end result. It's kind of just checking it off my list. It doesn't really offer me any true purpose. I feel like I'd rather go swimming for 20 minutes than run for an hour. I would just prefer a different form of cardio than running. I think if I had a preference to do any sort of cardio it would be walking swimming i really enjoy hit workouts and list workouts so for someone who's looking to shed fat and i mean they maybe have at least 20 pounds to lose someone who really just feels like they need to make a entire body transformation i recommend running only because you burn the most calories and i would say that it's okay for that person to run distances without it being an issue. A lot of people who are thin and continue running distance, like you'll notice in the Olympics when there's the long distance running versus the sprinters. The sprinters are normally bigger, have a lot more muscle on them because they need the power to carry them from point A to point B. However, someone who's doing long distance, they're a lot skinnier, which means that they could run further for a longer amount of time without the weight carrying them down. And most of the time, long distance, normally for people who are a bit thinner naturally, you're basically burning off muscle instead of fat, and that's not what you want if you're trying to tone or just shed maybe 10 pounds, tone up, and get lean muscle. So for me, when I was really big, I felt like running was what I really needed to do to shed the fat. And then once I got down 
to the size I wanted and I wanted to focus more on building muscle and toning myself, becoming more lean instead of being just skinny. Once I educated myself with moving forward into my journey and I really found out what was the healthy way I wanted to look healthy and feel healthy and strong rather than just looking skinny, I then knew I had to shift my attention away from the running form of cardio, the long distance, and start doing things like sprints or HIIT workouts and even less workouts. So the stuff that's worked for me and for people who are looking to not necessarily lose 20 pounds, but to tone up, I would definitely recommend doing HIIT workouts, which is high intensity interval training. So you could do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off sprints, doing jumping jacks and like an interval style form of training for maybe five to 10 minutes. Incorporate that with your weightlifting and you'll see better results doing that rather than running miles a day, wearing yourself out and possibly burning the muscle that you're trying to sculpt and tone. A good form of warming up and cooling down of cardio would be lifts, low intensity, steady state cardio. This would be hopping on the treadmill for 20-30 minutes when you first get to the gym and you set it to an incline maybe at three or four and you're just going at a steady slow rate maybe two or three miles an hour and then you come back down you do your weightlifting you hop back on you do the same thing 20 to 30 minutes what hit does is it utilizes these fast twitch muscle fibers this pretty much incorporates any anaerobic or short-term yet really powerful burst of energy so like again a sprinter would do a lot of this these are designed to help you burn throughout the day and keep these fast twitch fibers moving in your muscles all day because they're at such a high intensity so you have to push yourself 110 percent during the 30 second sprint you rest for 20 30 seconds you hop back on you give it your all that's what it's designed to do so LIS is a steady state form of cardio which utilizes fat as a energy source of fuel instead of using the glycogen or the sugars and carbs that which are stored in your muscles i recommend doing LIS in a fasted state and hit when you're in the middle of your day before or after your weight training. I personally like doing it, fitting that in after weight training. That way I'm not burnt out. So if I'm ever incorporating both of these forms of cardio, I'm pretty much going to the gym fasted. I hop on the treadmill, do lifts for 20-30 minutes, hop off, weight train, do my HIIT workout for 5-10 minutes, back on the treadmill, do list for 20-30 minute cooldown, and then leave. All of that works for me, might not work for you, you have to try it, do some more research, and hopefully that'll help you figure out what form of cardio is best suited for your body type. I really hope this helps because cardio is tricky depending on what your body type is, how much you eat, what types of food you eat, if you're fasted, if you're not. The next question I got was how to get lean, specifically not trying to lose a ton of weight. So if you're someone who is 
in considerable shape, you're in decent shape, and you're just trying to maybe get rid of the appearance of cellulite or just toning the muscle that already exists because you know you have abs, you just need it to show. There are a few things you can do which are super important key points. Some of these points I will make into separate episodes, but I will touch upon them now just to get the general idea. Once I personally lost weight and I was skinny, but I was, this is what I call fat skinny, where I was thin, but I had cellulite everywhere. I didn't really have too much shape and I didn't feel strong at all. Whereas there's people who are toned down and naturally thin looking without being a stick. When I wanted to begin growing lean muscle after losing my weight, I spoke to my trainer about it and he said what would really help is doing my HIIT workouts, incorporating lists into my workouts as well. And because these two things constantly burn throughout the day, even when you're at rest. Another way to, another tip to becoming lean would be to drink your water. And I remember getting this question from a girl I used to live with. She was like, Amanda, why do I have to drink a lot of water to get lean? Wouldn't the water bloat my stomach? And she would tell me that on her vacations, all of her friends would take all of their bikini pictures fasted in the morning because they didn't have anything in their body. And it's also true that we weigh ourselves on an empty stomach in the morning before we eat or drink anything because that's when we're at our leanest. The thing is, leaning up to a vacation where you want to look really lean, for that entire month, you need to drink at least a gallon a day. And even if you're not going on vacation prepping for a bikini contest or anything like that, just to sustain a healthy lifestyle, you really should be drinking at least a gallon a day. That was one of the biggest game changers for me when I started to, because you don't realize what dehydration does and drinking coffee and tea and eating foods with too much salt can do because yes, they will dehydrate you. Alcohol will dehydrate you and you will wake up in the morning feeling super lean, super fit. But then what happens is you drink water that day and your body, because it's dehydrated, holds on to these water molecules and you begin to retain this water, causing you to bloat, causing this bloating to stay for another two or three days. And if you're eating salt consistently in excess amounts, or if you are drinking alcohol maybe every three or four days, your body will never get this break from it. And you'll constantly be retaining water and bloating and feeling like you're overweight or not at your leanest point like you want. Definitely drinking a gallon of water a day and spacing it out, not just chugging it like in the morning and then chugging it at night. You need to sip it throughout the day and if you do drink coffee, then just make sure that you drink water, a lot of it, before and after. I recommend the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is just chugging two water bottles and you're already basically a quarter through your day of water. Another tip for getting lean is hitting your fiber intake for the day. The recommendation is about 25 grams. And I'll talk about fiber in another video because it's super important. All I will say is it kind of regulates the 
refined versus complex carbs in your diet. So if you're eating more fiber, that's probably a good indicator that most of the carbs you're eating are the healthy kind and not the unhealthy kind. So just by hitting your fiber intake, your body isn't going to retain as much water. If there isn't that much sugar in your blood, you won't bloat as much. And I promise you that will help a lot. To be honest, I haven't had red meat in a while or dairy. I kind of limit my dairy to nothing more than a little bit of feta in my omelets or that's really about all the dairy I have in my diet. And some people are a little bit more sensitive to it and retain water or bloat as a reaction to lactose or casein, the protein found in a lot of these uh, milk and byproducts from animals. So I would just be cautious of that. In addition, I know that a lot of these plant-based diets are super healthy. They are full of fiber, which is great. But when I was looking to become almond milk in my coffee, super lean. So I remember my trainer told me to avoid certain starchy vegetables. So this is like green beans, any sort of bean, like or even hummus and corn or carrots, like vegetables that are really high in starch, have less fiber and could probably be bloating you a lot more than you realize. I wouldn't say to cut them out of your diet completely because they are really healthy. By cutting them out of my diet, I noticed instantly myself becoming a bit more lean. So that could be something that's helpful as well. On top of just eating super clean with white fish, white meat, tons of greens, anything green is great. These things really do help curate a much leaner physique than if you're eating red meat, dairy. It really is just better for the body and you'll feel yourself lighten up a lot more. Drinking the water, focusing on fiber are all major key factors to obtaining a lean physique. So I hope that helps because all of those things worked for me and some of those pointers I actually got from my trainer who has helped a ton of women and men become bodybuilders and bikini competitors. So that's really all the advice I have about becoming more lean, not necessarily losing a ton of weight all at once. Next question, do I do any form of intermittent fasting? I've tried and it helps with bloating at night. Yeah, I've tried intermittent fasting before. When I was in school, my schedule would kind of work out where I had the mornings free. That way I could go early to the gym fasted because I get hungry pretty early. I could go to the gym fasted and then eat afterwards go right to class. It kind of worked out great. But during quarantine, I noticed I do my morning walks fasted, but I don't really have a set time. I've been trying not to eat so late. I haven't cared too much about when I start eating in the morning, but it's definitely popped into my mind recently, to be honest, because I have seen results with it and just my energy levels. I haven't really noticed ever too much of a a weight difference necessarily. I will say that every time this, oh, oh, things, things are happening. Okay. Yeah, I'm in my house. I am not on a walk. So my brother just ordered Chipotle. Anyway, I have tried intermittent fasting and it's worked for me, but 
not in the way where, oh, I lost 10 pounds in a week, yay. No, I kind of just, I woke up feeling a bit less bloated. And honestly, if I go to bed with being hungry, as bad as that sounds, like I'm not starving myself, but if my last meal was at eight and I was up super late that night, I'm just going to be hungry. Like my stomach's going to be growling. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm going to go to bed. I will wake up though feeling super lean and it has helped with bloating. I agree. So there's a lot of benefits from it and I could go in depth in a whole nother episode about it because I know certain people I can bring on to talk with me about it as well. So maybe I'll do that, but I don't currently do it at the time. Yes, I agree that it helps with bloating. I just think it's because your body is busy burning the food so much that you can't possibly be bloated. That's where I stand with intermittent fasting. Have I ever used Whitney Simmons app? I have Whitney Simmons app and I loved it. I use it for ideas if I'm kind of in a plateau with what workouts to use. If I feel like I'm repeating a lot of the same workouts, I'll go on her thing and I'll look back to some of the old moves that she did. Vinny, it's in the fridge! (sighs) Anyway, love the app. I love Whitney. But, you know, it's a membership. She has a lot of her stuff on her Instagram and on her YouTube channel for free. So I kind of just stopped paying for the membership i think her stuff is great i love her programs i did the at home program during quarantine when it first started and it was really cool because you really don't need a whole gym set you really at most like most of its body weights and all you really need besides that are like two pound weights or five pound weights at most other than that you pretty much just need your body and that's all you need which hit could get kind of boring, but she always makes it pretty interesting. So if you're going to get the app, I think you should use those. It's all the same stuff on her Instagram slash YouTube. So. But if you need the timer and you need that sort of trainer-esque in an app, then I definitely recommend it. I like the app a lot. And the last question that I'll pull, there was like a few more, but I'll go into the other ones. I'll make them separate videos because those are bigger topics. What are some foods that are normalized as being healthy, which isn't really healthy? So I think what this person meant is, I guess there's certain snacks or certain foods that companies will sort of market as being healthy when really there's kind of something shady about them that they really aren't telling you, or there's certain ingredients that are made to look healthy when they're really not, or they're really just not any better than having the real form of sugar or fat. Hello. How are you doing? I'm recording a podcast. Come down. And now you're on it. So say hi to my listeners. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's this up? Is, this is why I do it on my walk in the morning with the birdies. Take it easy. Yeah. Come down. Okay. Anyway, so I recommend eating, this is just impossible. A lot of these products have things that can lead to bloating or insulin levels being spiked when you don't need them to be. A lot of them have artificial sweeteners like sucralose and erythritol and honestly your body just responds bad to them. If anything, it's just like eating regular sugar so you might as well be eating the the regular sugar. 
the one thing which of course will probably be debunked as well in like another year is stevia I love stevia and I only use the liquid form because it's an extract from the direct stevia plant whereas the granulated kind which you can find in like packets at Starbucks and stuff is usually combined with monk fruit or even other forms of sucralose like Splenda will kill you all of that other stuff will kill you literally because it's just all crap in there all these fillers and it'll just it'll shock your system spike your insulin levels and you're going to gain weight from it anyway just as you would normal sugar stevia is shown to not spike these levels and kind of keep the body more neutral it's like they all teeter in here and here's another one i'm recording a podcast can you leave and can you close the door Thanks. Oh, God. Anyway, so bottom line, anything with artificial sweeteners, like even Halo isn't all too good. Another thing that people think are super healthy are the sugars like coconut sugar and monk fruit. It's like, no, this is all sugar. Your body will read it as sugar and treat it like sugar. Just eat sugar. Brown sugar is bad for you. It's literally white sugar with molasses, which is sugar. So that's like double the bad sugar in one. Canola oil, corn oil. There's certain oils, which isn't too good. Let me see what else is really just bad. There's so many. Like cauliflower pizza is, is just, if you're going to buy it, look, different if you make it. But I mean, if most of these recipes have like xanthium gum and a crap ton of cheese, it's like, why don't you just eat cheese? <laughs> like, I don't know. Granola. Granola has a lot of extra sugar in it. Anytime you see organic cane sugar or rice syrup, all of that stuff is so bad for you. It's just straight sugar, if not super processed. So... Just try to avoid that, and I know acai bowls are pretty big right now, but stay away from, like, even the ones at Playa, I know I've asked before, and it's kind of a pre-blended mix where you're not just having acai, you're having honey, you're having cane sugar, they're pouring that syrup in there, and they have all of this stuff to make it taste good. Um, you can actually go to the store and buy it. Of course, it's pricier, but I mean, if you're going to pay $12 to $13 for a bowl, you might as well just go pay $8 for a healthier base and just make it yourself, the rest at home. So definitely look into that. And I feel like those are all the things that are really hot right now. I mean, I'm guilty of getting sugar-free syrups and stuff, but all of that has the bad sugar in it, all of the artificial sweetener. Look, you're not going to get fat from it, but you might, you know, get other shit from it. So, I mean, it's like you just got to pick the lesser of evils at that point. Also, another thing that people need to pay more attention to is the type of oatmeal they use. So, try not to get anything instant. Like, don't get instant, like, minute rice because that has no fiber. It's all processed, not good for you. Quick oats with cinnamon sugar. No, don't do that. Just get steel cut oats or rolled oats. Just raw oats, whole grains. 
You can make it taste good with protein powder. You can make it taste good with cinnamon, stevia. You can spice it up. You just can't get it pre-made like that because you don't know what they're putting into it. Smoothies at any fast food place probably has yogurt in it. That's super bad. Also, make sure that Greek yogurt, read the label and make sure that there's no additional sugars in it because that could be super unhealthy as well. Things like that. Just read your labels and you'll know for sure that like if some of these mainstream things aren't healthy, it'll be laid out. Okay? Companies have to disclose whether or not which ingredients are in there, which things are artificial slash additional sugars. They have to disclose all of that. Also, dark chocolate is not dark chocolate. If it's not like 80 to 85% dark, you're eating straight up sugar. I'm sorry. And it's a little chalky and it's a little bitter, but you put some peanut butter on that and you're good to go. Final thing, peanut butter. If you're getting skippy peanut butter, you are so out of your depth, it's not even funny. The first or second ingredient is probably canola oil with cane sugar. I guarantee you that's the bottle right now only ingredient in peanut butter get ready for it drum roll should be peanuts that's it okay that's literally it so those are just some general things that people may think are healthy oh peanut butter with granola on my acai bowl is so healthy no it's literally 300 grams of carbs you can have one a day and that's your only meal it's insane you can't you can't expect to get any progress from eating that stuff all the time it's straight sugar so read your labels. I really hope all of this stuff helps because I'm only taking this from experience. I've made all of these mistakes before. I've asked all of these questions before. And the second ingredient in Skippy is sugar and I'm not even looking at. I really hope that my experiences and the things I've learned from my nutritionist and from my trainer kind of helps give more substance to the advice I'm giving you guys just because... Many of you are my friends, many of you are people that I would never steer down the wrong path, and I would never steer away anyone from the right path, especially when it comes to health and understanding that this is all a lifestyle. Once in a while, you're going to have a ding-dong. Sometimes you're going to have regular ice cream. Sometimes you're going to want to do that stuff. That's fine. That's life. You only have one life. You're going to live it, right? But for the most part, when you have a goal... These are the things you need to pay attention to and I still do have more questions and some of them I'm going to make into completely separate episodes. As always, thank you guys so much for hanging in. I know that it's been like a little bit longer of an episode. I know I didn't really answer too many of the questions. I had a few more, but I will make them into other longer individual episodes. But besides that, I really appreciate you guys reaching out and actually being interested in what I have to say and hanging in there so long just to listen to the points I have to make. Again, if you have any more questions or if you're wondering anything else, always reach out to me. It's Lifestyler Amanda on Instagram. And you'll hear again from me next Monday. Bye, guys.